Alan Guerre. And I'm Sarah Griffin. And this is Juvenalia, a podcast where we talk to an interesting person about a bit of pop culture that was important to them when they were young. Our guest today is a music writer and friend of the show, Andrea Cleary. Welcome Hello. back. Hello. Hi. So good I'm to so see excited you. to be back. This is great. I mean, we're very far away from each other, but I know, but here we, we are. We just wanted a familiar face because yes. Zoom is hard. Yeah. So it'll be nice to have a familiar face in. Um, we so our previous sexiest episode of all time is Cruel Intentions. <laughs> we are about to leap over that hurdle with the actual sexiest movie, sexiest movie of all time, Disney's Robin Hood. Andrea, why did you pick this film? Um, I picked this film because I think in many ways it's formed who I am mm-hmm. in lots of ways, but mostly in the men that I like <laughs> <laughs> um, and the kinds of characters in fiction that I'm drawn to, which are um, socialist um, bandits and wear a lot of green um, and might wear a jaunty little hat. Mm-hmm. So um, I first saw it um I'd say I was probably about five or six. It was taped from the TV. So we didn't have the beginning of it. Um, (laughs) It just kind of kicked in about like 10 minutes in and I'm like, okay. And it had all the ads. And I remember there was like a Maltesers ad. There was a really old Guinness ad. And I even, I was watching it last night and I was like, oh, this is the part where the ads kick in. We might have recorded the same broadcast really <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah probably RTE or something um but my mom showed it to me because when she was younger maybe in like the 80s or something she <laughs> she'll kill me for saying this but she got really high with her friends and watched it when she was like in her early 20s before she had me and thought it was the funniest thing she had ever seen in her life. So then when she had a kid, she was like, watch this, because it's hilarious. Um, And I did, and I absolutely loved it. Her favorite character is Hiss. Like, she just looks Mm. at him and dies. Sir Hiss Um, is underrated, underrated Disney villain. Such a classic little villain. He's amazing. And he's a great Um, little hat and a tiny cape and no arms and no legs. And a little bed. So the story of Robin Hood, it pretty much follows Robin Hood. He steals from the rich and gives to the poor, like all sexy men should. Um, he is a fox. And I think this was the first, no, it was the second after Bambi Disney animated film that was all animals. And it's the first that is all um, anthropomorphic. anthropomorphic. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, it's the first of that. Um, so you've got Robin Hood, who is a fox. You've got Lil John, who is a bear. Who well, is I think he's like... the same model as Baloo, isn't he? Baloo, and same voice yes. actor as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I never really watched the Jungle Book as a kid, but I was watching um, Robin Hood last night, and my housemate was like, "This is all from the Jungle Book," and I was mm. like, "No, the Jungle Book is all from this," which I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's true because the Jungle no, Book was a lot earlier. Yeah, yeah. But to me, I'm like, this is the OG. Um, mm. And yeah, there was a lot of that kind of. Um, there's dance sequences where Maid Marian, who is also a fox and Robin Hood's love interest, um, she's dancing in the woods with somebody and it's lifted from Snow White's dance movements yeah. because they put loads of effort into her dancing. So they were like, right, we might as well reuse uh, it again. I the suppose. band from that sequence are from the Aristocats as well. Oh, right. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. A very cheaply made Disney film. Yeah. I think it was uh, yeah. 1.5 million was the budget and it was the first film made after Walt's death. So he had no say about it. Mm. And I was reading about it this morning. And so apparently they wanted to make this other film about a fox in which he was like a criminal and a bandit um, lifted from some old fable or something. And Reynard the Fox, I think it was. Reynard the Fox, yeah. yeah. And so, and that was kind of like a cowboy movie. So they had a lot of voice actors from that. And then they were like, no, this fox is actually too bad um, to be our our he hero. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like he is <laughs> he's legit a criminal. Like yeah. so they were like, no, right, we can't do this. We'll we'll actually make it Robin Hood, but we'll just keep the voice actors, the like character designs, and then everything we don't have from it will just either lift from other Disney films. Or we'll do it, but really, really quickly because they had like this very, very tight schedule and this like really tight deadline for it, um, 
which like watching it now I'm like you guys did so well to just <laughs> it's oh, like like when you're doing an essay or something in college and you're just like oh can I really get away with just lifting this from this article and just not citing it and then you get away with it and you're like yes so that's pretty much you what can, they managed to do you can see the corners now like as like a grown adult you can see a lot of the corners like they reuse like even you know near the end where uh, they use the same exact same shot of Robin climbing the tower twice do they? yeah it's, so when he climbs up to get the money in the first place they that's one shot then when he's climbing up again to escape later it's the exact same shot used oh again. right and then and there's they, a, there's a shot as well where the the girl rabbit um, mm. is laughing and sliding down a tree yeah and they use that twice and yeah. all the marching they use constantly yeah. of all the elephants and stuff. They've used, yeah. like, they use in the credits and then again and then again and then again. Yeah. But like, yeah. It, it's it's still fun. Like it's it's technically not a good movie. Yeah. In a lot of ways, <laughs> but it's so. I like to find someone also movies, young. Like, yeah. Uh, like a coherent true line. It's not a Western <laughs> and a medieval English. We didn't mean actually time. define good movie, Alan. <laughs> and I mean, there's lots of movies that like Mulholland Drive does not have a coherent true line, so. It's Robin Hood, movies. like, no, yeah. I don't think it's quite... Uh... <laughs> Much like Mulholland Drive. <laughs> it, all the scenes do just fade out and then come back at a different time with no explanation in time or place. Yeah. Much yeah. like a David Lynch film. Yeah, I think the, the plot is, it is quite thin. You know, mm. you're not getting a whole lot of character development. It's like six set pieces, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm, like, I'm sort of fine with it because I suppose, like, as adults, we do have this... Like, and as critics as well, like when I go in to watch a children's film now, mm. I'm like, I have to keep reminding myself that this is not for me. This is yeah, yeah. like, I really shouldn't be the person to be like, um, actually, mm. these characters are underdeveloped. And yeah. like, and it's, I suppose it does its purpose for children in that it's sort of, it's very exciting. It's mm. not huge like the only real big set piece is at the end when yeah. the castle is going on fire and then everything else is just sort of like very slick movements and obviously a very sexy fox and then there's mm -hmm. the, the the love song in the middle of it that's just so beautiful and like and very extremely painfully cute characters so yeah. there's like those kids the, the tortoise like, Nottingham babies oh my god like and the like, little small one, and she's like, Wabin Hood. Like, oh, oh God <laughs> almighty. Stop, like. And the... Like, um, it's on a small forest animal, and I'm absolutely done, mm -hmm. man. Like, I'm in. I, I hate I'm, how predictable I am with all that ooh-woo Wabin Hood <laughs> shit, but, like, <laughs> just... No, like, honestly, like, it is, it's such a sweet film. Yeah. And I suppose I'm sort of, like, my critical engagement with it is is null because yeah. it it was so much to me when I was a child like I watched it all the time and it was one of the films like I, there's there's not many things that I remember kind of my mom making the time because mom like worked like two jobs when I was a kid like she was really she was a busy woman and then she was running a house and all that stuff and um, she's like single mom so she didn't get a fucking minute to sit down and watch something but whenever I'd put that on, she'd at least like pop in and just like sit down and like she'd proper laugh at it as well. So I'd be like mm. looking at her being like, this is good. OK, mm. I, sh I yeah. should like this because I want to be like you kind of thing. Um, but so Alan, you hadn't seen it as a child. What? No, I did. I was obsessed with it as a child. Oh, but I haven't right. seen it since. I haven't seen it in probably 30 years. And I remember being obsessed with it, but I remember nothing about it. So yeah. what I remember about it is that I loved it. Right. I have no idea how long that love lasted because... It could have been, I could have watched it like five times in two weeks and then never seen it again. You have no yeah. idea what like childhood time dilation is real, you know? Oh, no, yeah. you haven't got a clue but how long it even is. Yeah. But I was yeah. obsessed with it. Um, what's weird is, I think I had like a weird, um, I told you about one thing before this, but there's a second one. I had a weird um, Mandela effect thing with what? the ending of this film. Okay. You know the, Man you know the Mandela effect? No. Yeah, you think you're convinced Stone Cold. Or you're convinced something, like there's basically two versions of history of something so it comes okay. from when a load of people when Nelson Mandela died a load of people were convinced that he actually died in the in the 80s oh not realize he was still alive there's another one where there's people were convinced that there was there were two genie films that came out in the 90s called Shazam and Kazam one starring Sinbad and one starring starring Shaq one of those films is not real 
I can't remember which one isn't real. I think the Sinbad one isn't real. Oh my god! But everybody was convinced it existed. Also, uh, one I've experienced is what's the sequel to Honey I Shrunk the Kids called? Honey I Blew Up the Kid. Right. I I was I've seen ads for it where it was called Honey I Blew Up the Baby. Whoa! Weird. Okay. Yeah. Why is that it, so much worse? And the, the singular kid baby makes it worse than kids and babies. I don't know why. Yeah. It wasn't baby, was it? No, it was kid, but it turns out oh. it was supposed to be called baby and there was like one ad that ran on Sky One. Oh. And that's why so many people and have this memory of it being called that. And it's a thing, other people remember this as well. But I remember the ending of Robin Hood being uh, Robin Hood is... King John has basically Robin Hood like on the ground and then King Richard returns and stops him and king john cowers and stuff and that's it I thought that oh, that's it. not what that's not what happens what no happens? So you the, both watched it like in the last 24 hours so yeah so robin hood escapes and then there's a, a david lynch fade out and it fades back in and uh the rooster goes so king richard came back everything's okay now and that scene does not exist and he literally says that he's like yeah. everything's fine <laughs> yeah but it turns out that was that was the original planned ending and it's on a deleted scene on a dvd Oh. So I do not know how that got into my head that that was the ending. I no, I would have thought that I fucking then. saw King Richard showing up. Yeah. See, I, I don't remember King Richard showing up at all. But it's I don't remember right. weird. the other ending either. Yeah. I, I sort of just forgot what the ending was. I knew they mm. got married at the end. And that was, that's the kind of the final scene yeah. of them like going away. But when King Richard came back, I was like... I don't remember this like Chad Lion showing up. Just like, who is this beefcake? Like, I didn't remember him at all. Like being in it at all. That's I remember, mad. I remember him in a carriage, stepping out of a carriage. You know? Yeah, that's 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 what I remember. Isn't that weird? That he shows. Okay, no. Um, I don't like that at all. I don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't revisit it. Um, because, uh, for reasons I'll explain later. Um. But I watched it so constantly as a child that I, mm. like, I'm, mm, I don't like that. I don't like that I don't remember that. Robert, mm. like, that's not nice. Oh, I tell you the other weird thing about it. Yeah. Okay, so, for as long as I can remember, I've had a thing. Sometimes when I'm nearly about to fall asleep, I suddenly feel like my limbs are rubber and are entwined in a series of bars just all tied up and I can't move. Is it like sleep paralysis? I don't like a sleep paralysis because it passes very quickly. It's just like a little momentary feeling as I pass as I fall asleep. Okay, and terrifying, I always, I but I okay. It's, it's something that never occurs to me when I'm awake. I've never even thought about it in the daytime. It, but it's just like literally my limbs are just intertwined through all these poles, and you're just like, you know, that kind of. It's just like your bones are like rubber essentially. Okay. And I've never thought about it in the daytime. I never. It's not a thing that concerns me at all. And then last night watching Robin Hood, there's a bit where Little John ties Sir Hiss around a pole. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, that's the. The feeling I get when I, f- well, the thing. Yeah. Oh my god! I feel like that kind of wormed its way into my head somehow when I was very small, when I was during my period of being obsessed with it. And would that have happened to you when you were small, when you were falling asleep? Um, it's a, I, I, it's something I always remember happening. I don't know when it started, mm. but it's never something. Because it's not like a, a trauma or anything. It's not like something that concerns me or upsets yeah. me. It's just a, a weird, weird. It's just a thing. weird feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when you feel like you drop suddenly when you're. It's, like, it's just yeah. that kind of thing, you know. I fucking hate that shit, man. Yeah. I'm like we because I know it's like an evolution thing, but I'm like it is 2020. Like I should not <laughs> be feeling like I'm falling out of a tree right now. I'm in it's, an apartment. It's aliens dropping you back into your bed, Jen. Yeah, it's like, like fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I absolutely hate it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. I hadn't seen Robin Hood then for probably, I think I watched it in college um, because I wanted to like recreate that like mom experience of her watching (laughs) it with her friends. So I watched it in college with some with some friends who also loved it. And that was a great time. Mm -hmm. So I haven't seen it in probably about 10 years. And I was amazed at how much I remembered. Like I Mm -hmm. like just like, oh, I know what line is coming next. Yeah. Yeah, I know what this character is saying. I know all the words to all the songs. I love the songs in it and I love that it's like this like Mm. this like folk tale and it's like told by a bard and the guy who played what's what's that character's name I have his name somewhere um the guy that plays the rooster yeah um also like yeah he's amazing and he the same guy who Roger Miller yeah yeah he voices the rooster he sings the songs and he also wrote the songs 
I think that that I don't know if they like did that in order to kind of keep the authenticity of folk music but I like to think that they did it because of that (laughs) and um, yeah his voice is just so lovely and I like how the the audio in it it sounds it sounds really old and really almost textured. bad quality. Yeah, really, yeah. yeah, textured exactly, and the, like the ki- the kids sound like they're in a completely different room. That's like way more echoey. And then Robin is like right up at the mic, and you're just like, he oh is my really gosh. close, isn't he? Actually, yeah. mention it. It's just a little lack of any kind of reverb button. Yes, yeah, yeah. He's such a warm voice, though. This is the problem. Very comforting. I, this is why I'm like, I don't even know if I want to talk about this movie. I I know. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to say it up up front. I am not a furry. Yeah, I am, me neither. I am neither. afraid of furries. I'm also not a furry. <laughs> when I first found out what furries were, I was alarmed. <laughs> I wanted to leave. I've had a couple I, of encounters with furries, none of which have been, ha- like, not like encounters with furries. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And like this, I mean, no offense to the furry community. I'm so happy for them. I'm so happy for them. They throw a great dance party. Yes. They are good (laughs) people. I am delighted for them. I'm not one myself. Mm -hmm. But. (laughs) (laughs) But. Robin was the great conundrum, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I know a lot of people have this same conundrum about Simba, which I, do, I don't get. <laughs> no, hold on now. Walks on all fours, is a lion. Yeah. Walks on all fours, like, he's a, he's a lion. Not that's about a it. a lion. Yeah. Like, that's he's, not, I've never heard Simba now. I've never oh, heard Simba. Oh, no. Oh, no, people do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. He's a cat. Like. I'm so happy for them. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's cool yeah but uh, robin yeah go on so robin so what i like about juvenalia if i may is that we we really try to drill down on why we loved the thing so much and this mm-hmm. is a thing that i've always been uncomfortable trying to drill down into because i'm like why did this fox completely form my taste in men like what what is it about what it, is it? And I think, so part of it is the socialism. <laughs> and he's, just, he's, rebel. he's like a gentle rebel. Yeah. Mm. Right? And he's, he's a romantic. Yeah, yeah. He loved Maid Marion. He hung around mm. for her. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, uh, his heart is completely in the right place. Yeah. You know, and he, like he has a best friend and they're very nice to each other. He, they are very nice to each other. They're, yeah. really friendly they have jokes because they don't have the merry men like robin hood's like no, three lads have, yeah. in it they don't it's only little john yeah it's only little john and i love little john um yeah. he's comfortable dressing in ladies clothes mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I, like actually kind of like jumps at the chance like it's just Maybe. like oh we we need to trick someone let me just get my like Preformed yeah, like, like, lady my body, outfit. My body needs to be tight for this. Yeah. Allow <laughs> me to take it to the runway, friend. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. He also has a really, really, really sexy voice, and they they voice. did that on yeah. purpose. Like they have I think, to. I think they must have like that. Yeah. I and that was how we started on this tangent. Is that like his voice is really, uh, good. Mm. Mm. There you go. Just really good, lovely voice. Yeah. And, um... Alan, did you like Maid Marian? I don't remember. I think I'm, I feel like I might have been too early. Because um... mm. she's just like femininity she's, she's personified. She's very wishy-washy. Yeah, yeah. She's, yeah, she's nothing... just like a fox in a pink sheet. She's quite yeah. under underwritten, yeah, compared yeah. to the rest of them. So no, I don't... I, I thought this before, but Amy from Galaxy High was my first cartoon crush. Okay. A, a bookish redhead. So okay. that's... that's I, I know where that came from. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, th- yeah I think my first a very curse... long, a long period in my life where my my best pal Lauren, um, from my very early childhood, who now lives in New Zealand and definitely doesn't listen to this podcast, I haven't seen her in many years, but my best childhood friend, uh, loved. Um, I don't remember. It might have been after one of the robot, one of the actual Transformers was her. <laughs> oh my god! That's a car. 
<laughs> yeah, like, look, we're we're getting all tied up in knots here about like a sexualized anthropomorphic fox. That's a car. That's a car. Yeah. The same thing's like that's a lion. That's yeah. not. Yeah, it's not the you same. Didn't even put no, a like Robin Hood has like they didn't four even put arms and shoulders and a back. You know, he has an outfit. Yeah, and a little hat, and he right. does archery. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's fine. Right, and he has a talent. He's really good at something, which is also stealing. Good, yeah, and archery. He he goes to the archery contest all dressed up. I actually, I I love all of the archery contest scenes. Yeah, yeah. just seeing um, King no Prince Prince John, um, just being completely tricked by yeah. little John, and like he's just like sidling up, and then his poor his knows the whole time like he mm. is so on it throughout the whole film and his is like i think he's he's this really strange character in that i don't actually think he's evil i think he's just completely brainwashed by the crown so he just thinks that like whoever is in charge yeah. i i need to like be on my belly for this guy That's because part of the symbolism is this yeah. right yeah and like even t- at the end when robin is kind of you think he's been killed and his hat floats up um, and then he emerges out of the water and runs off and Hiss is like he made it he did it he's so cool and you're like yeah like Hiss I don't know I feel like there's he sings the song as well the anti-Prince John song he does it's so funny Um, yeah no he's like Hiss is probably the funniest character Mm. after maybe King Richard or Prince John, Prince John, the phony king yeah. of England, um, like sucking his thumb and holding his ear. My housemate who'd never seen it before last night got a lot of laughs out of him sucking his thumb and holding his ear. It's very, yeah. very sweet. It's adorable. Um, when was the last time you watched it, Sarah? I want to say probably when I was in San Francisco, I might have held people hostage to it. I don't yeah. really know. But again, like you guys, I've seen it. So I would have watched it every day for years on VHS yeah. in that same mm-hmm. way. And I think the reason that I liked it is not really, the st- like you said, not really the story because the story doesn't really hold together. It's more mm. the mood and the place. Mm. Like I lived very near a huge fucking park, like a really, really big park. Um, and I like I was, I spent a lot of time in that really big park, you know? Mm. Um, so the kind of foresty energy of it was yeah. something that I really enjoyed. And I don't know if I was necessarily watching it for the story as much as I was for the presence of the characters in the room. Yeah. Mm. And the feeling of there's a forest. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. uh, yeah. And like yourself, I can pull like moments out of it. Like I can hear the baby bunny talking. I can hear little Prince, uh, sorry, Prince John talking. Like I can see it's ingrained in me really, really, really deeply. Yeah. And, um, yeah, revisiting it again as an adult will be strange. And I'm nearly cautious now in case I fucking ruin it for myself. You yeah. Know? Like yeah. some things hold their power and retain their strength in the midst of time. Yeah. You know? And again, I also don't want to sit down and go, oh, do I have to watch this and unpack whether or not I'm a furry? Like, I, <laughs> I know, I know. Well, here's the thing. Like, I'm tired. Is... I, thought, I, I thought you, I, for a second there, I thought you were going, well, here's the thing. You are. <laughs> no, what I was going to say is it is actually like cited as one of the like uh, foundational texts of furrydom, right? Of course it is. It generally I hate is. That. But I think what happens is either you see that and you fancy Robin Hood and either that becomes a part of your personality or you fancy him to move on with your life. Yeah. And that's, yeah. And both are valid, but that is what happens. But I think, yeah. Both I th- are I, valid. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I think you, you can fancy him and for his kind of traits. Yeah. And then move forward and energy. sort of it's an energy, right? It's an ener- yeah, it's a whole it's a vibe. Like yeah, it's a whole vibe. and he's he's just you know, he's kicking back, he's joking, he's but then he's also like, you know, fuck the crown. And I'm like, Yeah, fuck the crown. Like, <laughs> we're Irish. Like yeah. we we have fuck the crown ingrained in us, like yeah. The biggest half I got was when Skippy, the kid he gives a bone arrow to, shouts yeah. debt to tyrants. Yeah. <laughs> and he's so sweet. And like when yeah. Robin shows up and gives he him his hat. Pulls his little hat up. His hat's too big. 
it's too yeah. big for him. And, and then I, one of my favorite scenes in it is where he shoots the bow into the castle and then he goes in, Maid Marian and Lady Cluck Lady are playing yeah. badminton together and she badminton. is just oh such, yeah, such a gas chicken. Like she is all so funny. That's, like that's what I was thinking it. watching it I'm like oh my god like I'm so glad she has her because otherwise Ma- Maid Marian would be like nothing's going on there so, so at, yeah. at least in that in that scene we're shown that she's she's kind and she's up for a bit of crack um she's up for playing badminton like which is a very lady sport but it's a sport mm-hmm. nonetheless um and then yeah so the the wee rabbit I can't remember his name Skippy is it? Skippy yeah Skippy yeah. he goes in to retrieve his arrow and then they find him and then they and she's they, so nice to him she's so kind oh and he's God. so afraid oh. and then he like has to bring her off into like their play uh nottingham forest yeah. and then he's like i'm not kissing you that's disgusting <laughs> and like as a kid i was like yeah why would you want to be kissing yeah. and i remember then when robin hood and made Marion go off and they have their like love song and all the fireflies and stuff i remember that lasting for like 20, 20 minutes, minutes. When I, was a, I was like this is the <laughs> longest thing it's like this is so boring it's such get a robin hood sequence. fighting like oh my god disproportionate yeah but it's actually it's not that long the the song only has like two verses in it i only noticed last night i was like oh here we fucking go, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but it only has like two verses and it's a really beautiful song um and and I it's just much remember- nicer animated than the rest of the film as well. They put yeah. a lot of effort into that bit. Yeah, I think that's yeah. where the budget, that's where yeah, the yeah. 1.5 mil was going <laughs> on all those fireflies. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really, really sweet and so nice. But I just remember being so bored by it as a child because I was like, oh, I like when Robin Hood does the fighting. Yeah. I don't like when he's I think, kissing. I said to Carla last night when that bit came on, I said, I think I fast forward this bit every yeah. time I saw it. Yeah. Pretty sure. Mm. Yeah. Well, I remember I... As I got a little bit older watching it, I remember my mom kind of coming in and like if that bit had been on, I'd be like really like embarrassed that mm. I was what because I was always like I was like a very romantic child in that I'd be like, oh, princes and stuff. And oh, that's so nice. But like outwardly, I would never say it like my mm. mom would always be like, oh, do you like the princess? And I'd be like, no. Like, I don't want to be like the princess. That's boring. I'm I'm a tomboy and that's my entire personality. And I, there's no nuance in me at all. But then I'd be like, kind of secretly like, those that prince is really nice. Or like that, like really obscure secondary character that I'm just going to like latch on to for my entire life. Like in Harry Potter, my favorite character is Fred Weasley. I don't know. Wow, like, it's, you know, like great. just, oh yeah. Just like, really? it, yeah, there'll be just some, some character in the background somewhere and I just yeah, like and it's it's funny because Robin Hood is one of the few films or any, any story where the main character is my favourite character it's yeah. very very rare that but we don't that see a lot of them and he doesn't want to do a lot of talking and there's more yeah. kind of vague mythologising than there is reality mm-hmm. yes yeah it's kind of a very helpful way to consume anybody yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of from an abstract yeah, I, I think like I'm more drawn to characters that we hear about than we hear from. Yeah, because there, there is exactly that kind of mythologizing and mystery to them, and I think and it's, it's interesting that they. The impression belongs to you. The yeah. Nice. They're yeah. not just fucking show up and say something stupid. Like. Yes. What? Yeah. And I think may, maybe my whole like, so you know when you're a kid, it probably didn't happen so much for boys, Alan. Um, and it's not a universal thing for, for girls either but like when I was a kid my friends liked Boyzone and Westlife I had next to oh, no yeah, interest in them yeah, yeah. but I was I was just like okay I'm here I'm involved what do I need to do mm-hmm. and they'd be like okay everybody needs one of the boys from Westlife say and I'm like okay th- like which one do you like and you weren't you weren't allowed to like like the, the, the most somebody yeah, else. yeah like the, the leader of my group whose name was Nicole she got Shane because she was like the leader of the group so she got the leader of the band or whatever like I don't even remember the guy that I was like supposed to have been obsessed mm-hmm. with so I think it probably is drawn from that like 
okay, well, if my favorite character is this like obscure secondary character, then nobody else can take them away from me. Mm. And they're not going to be anybody else's. They're mine and mine alone. Like I've never met anybody else whose favorite character is Fred Weasley. Like I too enjoyed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, please DM me if your favorite character is Fred. Who were the twins? Wasn't it Fred and George? Fred and George were the two twins. Yeah, I do remember. Yeah. I do. I do. I yeah. we did read those books I do yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah I thought that I, I kind of get you on that about wanting something that belongs to you right yeah. that's mm-hmm. sort of outside of the main focus of the narrative like I yeah I completely I vibe with that big time like yeah and I think part of why I don't really talk a lot online or anything about the things that I am a fan of is because I'm like ah it's just mine yes it's just uh, mine yeah. I think I I, I had to like grapple with that a lot I'd say maybe at like college age because I think that was the age where your interests defined you like you were I I had to like constantly prove myself that I was like the music girl or the girl that knew about music or whatever Um, and you're like constantly being like okay I have to nearly like study for this role or something to like prove myself to these let's be honest men that are surrounding me telling me I don't know about these things and it just it came to a point like in my mid-20s where I was just like I'm actually happy to just be a bit more private about this and it's something that I still kind of have to do where you know if like this a new thing happens like normal people for example I'm like Mm. I'm just not I I adore that book and I adored the television series but I, just, I was just like I'm not going to talk about it online I'm just not going to not going to put it out there it's just for me it's my own little thing do like you know Harry for the last two weeks we've just been watching what we do in the shadows and oh, I am just it's just for here it's not for the internet and yeah. I've nearly made a few posts a few times and I'm like yeah that's what Tumblr is for because you can just go on Tumblr I, the thing is, I also don't want to know about how, how Tumblr feels about <laughs> my weird Matt Berry thing. Do you know, I don't right. want to know. Yeah. I don't fucking want to know. Yeah. Like, I, I enjoy Tumblr and I spent many yeah. years in the fucking mines on Tumblr following Same. all sorts of fandom stuff. And I, But I think even more recently still, I'm just like, no, it's mine. Yeah, yeah. Because as soon as you post on Twitter about something, someone will go, ah, but did you know that this is why it's bad? Because it is. Yeah. I was like, I'm aware of the bad things and the things I consume. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm a grown I'm up. choosing, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. an adult. I'm so fucking old. I yeah. read the same gossip blogs you do. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also have Google. Yeah. But that's it. That's the thing. It's like you can't read like or or there'll always be someone that likes it more than you or there'll always mm. be someone who liked it before you, which is a big thing. It's like this kind of idea of like, Ownership. oh, well, I I first saw, I don't know what, like Twin Peaks when I was six. And it's mm. like, okay, well, that doesn't mean you win Twin Peaks. Yeah, like, it's yeah, just, <laughs> like, it's it's okay to come to things late. Um, mm. And, yeah. I, and I so actually I, oddly do find Twin Peaks is one of those things that did get kind of taken from me by being more public about my love of it. Yeah, like, yeah. I, we haven't done Twin Peaks episodes in a yet, and we should in some capacity do, like, a lot. I don't know, I, but I think it should be a big one because it means a lot to so many people. But yeah. part of that's the thinking as well, because, like, I consume that like alone and no one in my life had any interest in it mm. and uh at a weird in between the internet time i was yeah. 15 um and now seeing everyone else interested in it is lovely but it also kind of robs me of my privacy with it do you know yes. yeah. like it was kind of just a place that i went right so it feels mm. like if if fiction does its job really well like say with the example of robin hood feeling like a forest mm-hmm. like it transports you, right? It moves you to a different place. And in some cases, I guess, sharing that place with other people can be lovely. But for me, in more recent times, sharing the things that I love means I come back to the place and everything's moved around. And that doesn't mean that I can't think with critical faculty. I obviously can, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, and it's not like, oh, your fave is problematic. It's not even that. It's more just other people take their place in that world then and that is not why I wanted to enjoy that world in the first place I wanted to enjoy it because I was alone there yeah do you know yeah and I think that's like you know pre-internet fandom like if you take like Star Trek or something it is like those stories and those characters were so private to people because they 
uh, obviously Star Trek was very, very popular, but you couldn't just go on Twitter or Tumblr and, you know, start reblogging gift sets mm. um, and trying to find people who loved the thing and like having to go to like cons and stuff. That's I think that is a place that I would be more comfortable being like well, not necessarily at, at a con, but like there's just taking away the kind of performative love of nostalgic art, number one, as like this, oh, I have been formed by this thing. Mm. Therefore, my personality is X um, when it obviously doesn't work like that. Or I love this thing more than you or I have made this thing my entire brand. And whereas like before the internet it was just like oh I love this thing none of my friends like this thing we're gonna go to like this big room in a hotel and talk to other people about it because they love it too and they feel like they want to reach out and be like do you love this part of it and yeah. I love this part of it and whereas that's kind of yeah constant. yeah yeah and it's, like it's I had not friends when I was teenager who were really happy and the girls who liked Buffy were really, I, I knew Buffy had all of the things in it that I liked, right? Mm. You know, and it took me until I watched it in my 20s. But when I was, when it was on, when it was airing, uh, there was girls in my estate who I knew who weren't nerdy, but they loved Buffy and they used to go to these Buffy showings. Yeah. And I was kind of not privy to that, you know? It was like, oh, well, Lisa and Laura, they're going to like their Buffy weekend. Yeah. And nothing in my head connected that that was a con. Yes. Yeah. You know? Like whatsoever. Like it just didn't add up to me at all. And like the, and I think it was because the others were interested in it that I was like, oh, well that belongs to, it's like that band, boy band thing really, that belongs mm. to you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's a really me. difficult thing to get rid of, I think. Yeah. Because when, mm. when someone you know owns a thing, like if someone owns Star Trek or Robin Hood or whatever it might be you kind of feel like like if you're getting into it as an adult you're sort of taking that away from them or not taking it or you'll never be as good as them at being a fan of the thing because mm. you'll never know as much about it as they do or have done and I just think that that's not the right way to consume art and if I if we just took performative online relationships out of the picture I think we'd have like a well, much that's it. We just took less problematic out of everything yeah. we'd be yeah. happier in general yeah because uh, like if, if I tweet today about like oh you know watch Robin Hood last night there would be people replying being like oh like like you said like that was the start of furries or here is why it's problematic and I'm just like no just don't just mm, mm. Stay away. My favorite <laughs> gift in the fucking world is the one where Robin Hood is dressed up as the beggar and is shaking the cup. Yeah. I think that's out of context. I think that is the fucking funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. All Only for the po- oh. I know the context. Yeah. Right? Mm. You know? And yeah. it, whatever way life has gone, it has led me all the way up to this moment where if somebody says something to me on the internet, I can just put Robin Hood shaking the cup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You sent that to me, yeah. I did. <laughs> but see, if you don't know Robin Hood and you come to it now, oh, and you get to that bit, are you like, do I like this bit because it's funny, or do I like this bit because it's the bit from the meme? Like with yeah. like Uncut Gems, where when he actually says, "This is how I win," you're like, "Oh, that that's it." Yeah, that's the the picture I've seen eighty thousand times over the last yeah. couple months. So many that people, one very small so throwaway line. Many people sending me the diamond, the diamond Furby. Oh, I'd imagine yes. so, yeah. <laughs> right. Maybe yeah. missing the point of why I enjoy the Furbies in the first place. The Furby place. thing, like, yeah. I, I do, yes. I would enjoy to have a diamond fur. That's, but it's... That's yeah. the point of it. Um, yeah. And then when I saw Nothing... Uncle Gems, I was like, oh, there it is. Yeah. The diamond Furby. Yeah. Nothing drives me more mental than watching something with people, and they're like, "Oh, there's the me," you know, like when you're when you're watching The Simpsons, and no, like can't you're watching it with but... oh, well, <laughs> but like you obviously you've you've probably pretty much watched The Simpsons at this stage though, because Monorail. like it's just fucking uh, yeah, Monorail. and like yeah. It just even like the the most. I don't know, just little bits that have become memes because they are genuinely such funny jokes and so well written and brilliant. 
But now when you're watching The Simpsons with people, they're like, oh, here comes the bit that's a meme. And I'm like, no, here comes the bit that is an amazing piece of comedy writing that has like stood the test of time. And that's why it's a meme. It, it drives me crazy. And same with films and stuff. It's like, yeah, if, if someone's like, there's the Robin Hood meme thing. I'm like, no, you need to like separate yourself from that. Just leave it alone. Leave it over there. Leave it alone. Yeah. Don't take my thing. Don't turn it into the internet. No. You know? <laughs> log off. Just, log off for five All minutes. All at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But it, yeah. But it is so funny, like, when you revisit things and you're like, you're like, if, if I was a child now, like, kids now who, like, so I was reading a little bit about Robin Hood and uh, there's a lot of comparisons to Zootopia, which I watched last year. And it's very, very good. It's it's a yeah. very fun film. Um, thoughts about Zootopia. Please continue. Which, sorry? I have some thoughts about Zootopia. Oh, I'm I'm ready. I'm so no, ready I to hear them. No, I just think, again, but... it's deliberately confusing. It's like, this is why they're just, like, stop making them look like people. That's stop. that's what people were saying. They were like, stop. You know, like, leave me yeah. alone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I also, um, I watched Beastars uh, over the lockdown as well. Which, mm-hmm. uh, again, it's another thing that I hugely enjoyed, but I'm just like, I'm just never going to talk to anybody about this show. Yeah. It's basically Zootopia, but with sex. Like, ah, oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah. loads of violence. Like, it's super violent. In that really, like, high concept way. But, like, just, nah, man. Yeah. It's a great story. But there are some things where you're just like, I know, just, I, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. <laughs> leave me alone <laughs> you know <laughs> were you making something else about Utopia Andrea um, no just that like if if I was a child now I suppose mm. the, ver- the that would be my version of it yeah, but yeah. whereas kids now it's like you have to have the video game and you're obviously already online and like kids now are just getting other people's opinions and mm. thought pieces like thrown at thrown thrown, thrown at them oh thrown, thrown yeah. at them i am reverting it. to my childhood <laughs> i think if they were to watch it as little when we were like i would watch it from some of my earliest memories are yeah. me and my grandma's house watching things like robin hood weirdly cabaret like loads of movies uh-huh. that i would have watched on repeat on vhs in my nana's house when i like, mm. lived there um the concept of an opinion didn't even come near me. Mm. I'd say being a teenager now is tough because yeah. you have to defend the things that you like, which I think is where kind of stan culture might come from. Yes. Um, like you, because you have to defend the thing that you like, so you fucking really defend it, you know. And you you learn everything that you can about it because you're getting ready for somebody to say, like I was, yeah. I was on Tumblr, kind of like. I was there for the One Direction years. Oh, um, good times. As yeah. like, a, I was just, I was like studying music at the time and I was like tr- writing a lot about fandom and yeah. about boy bands mm-hmm. and just being there at that time and and seeing, you know, when Zayn left and, when, and like just seeing like a, a fandom tear itself to pieces I was trying at to the, defend I was at things. their Irish gig after Zayn left. Oh my God. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, uh, there. Uh, I it was in one direction, in the same way. Take that wasn't take that after Robbie, but like, yeah, yeah, it, it was fucking brilliant. It was the most yeah. amazing crowd I've ever been in in my life. I mean, Harry Styles was there. It's only going to be good. Fantastic. He's, the crowd was lovely. The crowd yeah. was just like girls being nice to each other. Oh, they're they're the sweetest. Like that's the lovely thing. They're good. the sweetest fans, and yeah. seeing how teenagers now, when they love a thing. They not only defend their love of the thing, but they defend, they, they give other people the tools to defend the thing that they love. Mm. And it's such solidarity. And it's upsetting to see that like fandom Twitter isn't like that. It's that kind of like spamming of like K-pop videos under a Black Lives Matter post or something. And you're like, you are giving fans of things such a bad name right now but they did and use it for they did use it for good recently they did yeah yeah, yeah. cool this but, is yeah. when we do content when we do current affairs bits on this uh i'm always like wow people will be listening to this hopefully this, this podcast this podcast in like five years so here's a reminder k-pop stands <laughs> yeah broke twitter during the black lives matter in a good way weirdly yes enough. yeah so it, it was twitter it was like 
uh, website set up for tip lines for cops. Was that what they? Oh were? yeah, yeah. They, they oh that, yeah. Lines. yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. There was like they were like if you have any video of protesters, please send them to this email address, and they just sent like the K-pop videos to it and shut it down. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. It's very good. It's very stunning. Good. Yeah. yeah, but no, I, I, I think it would be so difficult to be a fan of anything now as a teenager because mm-hmm. everything is fucked. And I'm so <laughs> glad that I, the internet was the 90s internet when I was a teenage Radiohead fan and not now because mm. basically you could like um, get tabs and find out what guitars and pedals they used Yeah, and that was kind of it you couldn't yeah. get toxic with that information Yeah, you know yeah Very actually good. Radiohead was my other topic that I toyed about talking mm-hmm. about today but um, I actually kind of wish that I I didn't have the internet I didn't have a laptop until I was 19 um mm. so like it like I, I would I had like a myspace page and I would go on it when I was at my friend's house or whatever but we didn't have it in the house at all until I went mm. to college and I as a teenager who loved radiohead and who loved rock music and as a girl who was surrounded by lads who loved those things mm. I do kind of wish that I had forums and a way to kind of find my people find girls who liked yeah. those things as well who weren't like where I didn't constantly have to prove that I had heard all the B-sides and mm-hmm. that, like, or I had the money to buy the albums. Because you know, people are like, oh, well, what's your favorite album? I'm like, well, I don't own any albums yet because I'm 14. And, mm-hmm. like... I don't have album... a job and I can't vote. Yeah, <laughs> al- albums cost 20 quid. Like, mm-hmm. it's very expensive to be a fan of a band, especially a band that has, like, more than two albums. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I, I, I do kind of wish that I had something akin to a Tumblr for that reason but mm-hmm. I'm also glad that the things that I loved were kind of pure analog experiences where I'm just like I'm holding in my hand my VHS of Robin Hood and it is mine mm-hmm. and I'm not streaming it I do, it doesn't pop up on someone else's sc- screen that I'm playing it or like you know even like video games now it's all online and I'm like yeah, I, just, yeah. I backed away from video games completely once you had to move yeah, things no, to like the PlayStation store and you get like a little notification in the corner of your screen, like so-and-so is playing Call of Duty. And I'm like, I don't care. And they don't care <laughs> that I'm playing whatever it is that I'm playing. This is a private thing. Go away. Don't look at me. Um, so yeah, no, it must be tough for for them now. I don't know. I think, it's, I think they're adaptable and they're smart and they have different tools than we had. Yeah. And I think they're going to be fine. But I think equally, I don't think either of us would like to go through it again. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, um, I, mm, I don't think I would. And also equally, like you're saying, the things that I enjoy now, I just keep to myself because yeah. again, not because I can't handle critique and not because I'm not a grown up woman, but also because sometimes you just want to watch the thing and be left alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just want to enjoy the thing by yourself. And sometimes the journey that you go on is when you can go on alone. Now we're very lucky mm-hmm. that we have the choice to go on journeys with other people. Mm hmm. But I think ultimately I would choose generally to go on journeys with fiction alone. Yeah. Yeah. And like now it's like, if I like a thing, I'll go and I'll learn about the thing. And, and, but that's because I, I have my own interest in it. I have not typed the words Robin Hood 1973 into Tumblr because I'm terrified. I don't Mm -hmm. want like Robin X reader. You are in the forest. <laughs> like I just, I, I'm not. Yeah, my Tumblr is still busted from the hack, so I can't get a, I can't get into my search, which is very annoying. I'm... Um, I, I mean, mean like, will I do it? it? <laughs> yeah, do. Like, why not? Oh, but then, but then, is it ruined? Like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you can ruin a thing. I mean, I'm like, okay, you can. Uh, ru- you can also get like, too much of a good thing as well. You can. That's true. You can over submerge yourself in it and then you're like yeah. I hate this now yeah. like I have this it's the Funko Pop theory right I fucking hate mm. them and uh, <laughs> Carrie my, my husband every so often will be like how's it going girl boss Funko Pop and I'm like don't focus <laughs> the on you like those that whole I, I, I don't unassociate those two things with each other right yeah yeah um, I don't think you should be able to buy a doll of everything yeah, you know. uh, I do so think search, you should be able right. to buy a doll of Robin Hood, though, which yeah. I don't think you can, because <laughs> I would like one. I would like one where he's just he's, he has his little oh his yeah. little bow and he's like shooting something out the window, and I would enjoy mm-hmm. that. I think. Alan, have you searched 
I did. It's mostly about the BBC Sher- Sherwood show. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Okay. But there is, I just found a very long essay asking why is made Marion a fox? Because she's the niece of John and Richard who are lions. So oh my God. It did occur to me last night. I forgot to mention it now. Because yeah, all, all the, yeah, all the animals who are families are all the same yeah. creature. Um, well, a fox is half a cat and half a dog, right? The, uh, the last <laughs> paragraph of, of this is... We're, um, we're just putting that out there. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> we're just going to breeze past that. But that's what they are, though. I mean, yeah. 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 And a little bit, maybe they have a spell on them. Yeah. They're and a cat and a dog and a little bit of spell. Oh, a witch did it. The genetics of a fox. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. It feels like the last paragraph of this could have been written by you, Sarah. Oh, no. Because it's all caps, bold, double size, italics. <laughs> That says, Disney are cowards for not having a big lioness lady date a tiny fox man and we were robbed. Exclamation mark. Yeah, yeah, that sounds a bit right. Yeah. <laughs> I've been robbed. Justice yeah. for tall women. <laughs> Alan, is there any, because um, I'm obviously, uh, I am transcribing Juvenalia episodes, so mm-hmm. I've been going back and hearing a lot about uh, the Disney cruises. And I was interested oh, yeah. to know, was there any robin hood stuff not really actually um no. i think because you might hear oodle alley occasionally oh but really there's nothing the main places where you see a lot of disney stuff are in the animators palette restaurant and there's two shows there and one of them is um the hero's journey but reflected in every disney film so they go through the hero like all oh, without words just clips yeah. Of doing the full hero's journey story from every Disney film, just cool. as a big, huge montage. It's really cool. And then the other one is like an hour long um, montage of just food scenes from Disney films. Oh, And there yeah. isn't really a food scene in Robin Hood. No, there's only he he, he overboils the pot because he's yeah, humming and it. thinking about Maid Marian and he's like, yeah, but in terms of actual eating and cooking, there's yeah. nothing really in there, which is kind of it. Yeah, it doesn't. I think probably because it's so English, it doesn't have a big impact in American oh, Disney fandom, old. which is, and then it would make its way into Disney groups. It's also super old. It's a B list. It's a B. It's a B tier. Oh, mm. it is definitely. Yeah. Mm. yeah. We're fucking Sword in the Stone and Aristocrats and all that shit. Mm. You know. I, I think that like... was the the transitional phase. Yeah. I think it's called where it's like right after Walt died, but mm. right before. I think I think it came out just before Disney World or Disneyland was going right. to open. So it's this like complete in between. We need a film this year. Let this be it, kind of thing. Well, yeah. when I was in Disney uh, Land in California on my was that our honeymoon? I have the photo here. Um, I can search it pretty easily because of creepy location tracking. Um, love that. Love that for us. <laughs> Disneyland Resort. I should be able to just pull it up. Um, so this is in 2013, which is. Fucking terrifying. That's um, a, that's one point five million years ago as yeah, well, though. Right? I, okay. Disney World opened nineteen seventy one, and Robin Hood is seventy three. So okay, yeah. but yeah. I I have a photo of me and Robin Hood from. Oh yeah. <gasps> is he a man? He is a person in a suit. Yes. Oh, in a suit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, if I can fucking find it, we will be absolutely. I'll just I'll just briefly scroll through here. Uh, I am slightly terrified. Like one of the reasons why I never went to oh, Disneyland as a child. I mean, apart from like budgetary reasons, <laughs> we couldn't go. But yeah. I, like, h- how I kind of like got around that for myself is that I d- I'm not into people dressed as like in big suits. I'm mm-hmm. very I'm to this day, like I won't run away. But yeah. I remember I was in like the Navin shopping center and GameStop was opening or something. And they had um, this guy dressed as Pac-Man and then they had a Miss Pac-Man. And it was like this just this circular ball of yellow mm. and then just like men's legs sticking out <laughs> the bottom and he was so time. skinny like and uh, like the the end of the like ball ended at like his waist so his legs looked really long yeah. and I was like this shit is cursed I like get him away mm-hmm. from me and he was like doing the like waka waka thing and I was like a teenager so he, they'd yeah. be like fucking with young people and like trying yeah. to chase people and stuff and I was like genuinely I am this is like me seeing a clown right now I hate clowns I'm terrified Pac-Man of clowns Pac-Man should not have a crotch no yeah. no yeah, yeah because that's what it did it made yeah. me look there and I'm like <laughs> yeah. no and then there was yeah. Miss Pac-Man was like mm-hmm. more demure over by the door and I'm like this is weird I did, did, don't do that yeah. 
Yeah. The, like the Disney ones, they're they're very well trained. They kind of, they have a good sense when someone does not want to be near them. Right. I okay. Think. That's good. We were just um, in the Disney yeah. Tokyo and in oh, yeah. Sea, which is like not Disneyland, Disney Sea, because it's next to the sea. Um, and we found Daisy Duck, who liked Carrie so much. <laughs> whatever way they have their movements rehearsed, had it so that I was physically shoved out of the frame of the photograph. <laughs> and the, the Disney Park person who was taking the photos has every single image of Daisy Duck pushing me out of the photograph <laughs> and all but mounting my husband. And you know what? A professional. Yes. Yeah. Magical mm-hmm. moment for both of us. I yeah. enjoyed that. That's As the amazing. Only person for a hundred miles around me. It was we <laughs> looked ridiculous. It was hilarious. Like it was lots of fun. I'm not intimidated by them generally. Yeah. No, they're fine. No. Yeah. Um, it's it's weird. It's fine when it's like a Disney Disney character and then the princesses are all just women in like attractive women in dresses. Yeah. But what's weird is when it's human Disney characters, but they have a full costume. Like the oh, like Incredibles. And the Incredibles, yeah. Oh, yeah, Mrs. because no one is shaped like that. <laughs> no, but they pad the fuck out of Mrs. Incredible as well. She is like the, the <laughs> real Mrs. Incredible. She is yeah. thick. When they had like a Pixar dance party, the dads were like congregated. Like it was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But she was giving it socks as well. She was like, she was in Bourgogne. Like it was. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> Oh, I slightly she hate that. Knew, she knew that she had. She knew she was padded, like, yeah. Mask yeah. on, off she goes, like. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd be a little bit afraid of the princesses coming over as well, because I'm like, are you, like, are you okay? Blink, oh, they're if they're paying you okay. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, oh, they're pros. Like, in the Rapunzel <laughs> restaurant, they, Rapunzel visits every single table over the course of the dinner, her and Flynn Rider. Yeah. And she has, like, a line for everybody. Okay. Like unique, the like, actors, like these are steel working actors. Like it's not an right. easy job. Mm. But God, like, Jesus, I couldn't do it. Like, well, I, couldn't I, I have too much. Like, I can't hide when I have like disdain towards others. <laughs> I'm yeah, just yeah. like, like if if I see something going down in a Disney park that I don't like, I'm gonna be mm. like side eyeing the hell out of people. It's and, a really hard job. And yeah, but then you see, it's not for. It's, and then you remember, it's not for us. It's for small yeah. people. Yeah. Who, like for them it's transporting mm-hmm. like, i yeah. have, i was they're in, getting to dance with woody like it's yeah really. i was in disney when Amazing. i was six years of age um and in the florida one yeah. and i have extremely clear memories of an encounter with a cinderella and it was absolutely oh. lovely and i don't know who the fuck that woman is yeah yeah who knows but she's she's now. cinderella like that cinderella. was the time that you met yeah. cinderella and honestly for a small and cinderella isn't even my favorite fucking disney movie i could take or leave it yeah Cinderella was one of the ones that I I had it on tape and so therefore I watched it a lot because I didn't have a lot of tapes but like yeah yeah just watched it a lot and I was like I'm not really it's not great it's kind of grim like um, yeah I liked the pumpkin yeah I liked that I just yeah not for me no Um, me neither there wasn't enough fighting there also back then wasn't really a kind of a concept of a princess movie like that really came later because they were still coming out every year they yeah. were still figuring out that they could sell the princesses back to us, which is what they're doing. Yeah. Um, which I'm also not into no. uh, at all. Like, do I go to Disney parks? Yes. Do I go to Disney parks to fucking drink cocktails and pretend I'm in a video game? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't really care for the whole princess thing. Or yeah. the villain thing, which they're also trying to sell back to us. Like, yeah. I, the second you kind of get, this is what I mean by sharing your interests. You share your interests too much and they will find a way to sell them back to you. Oh, they well, turn they realize it into that an algorithm. everybody, like all the, the gay fandom, identify with all the Disney villains. So they're like, yeah. let's push that to Disney villains. And do you yeah. know what they yeah. did? And that's because they fucking, the, the queer coding of mm. villainy. Yeah. Uh, through, that's not, that is something that they did that was actively oppressive that they have yeah. turned back around and shilled out to people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Very clever. Like, great crack. You know, again, yeah. I will go to the park and I will have a nice day and go, I like roller coasters also. But when it comes to the princesses thing, it's that bit is not for me. It never also I, literally not for me. I'm an adult. Yes, yeah. But I mean, like when I was a kid, I never really, I just never found a lot of female characters in Disney films no. that I liked very much because they were mostly like back then. I mean, now probably would be a different story because we've got like. Especially in Pixar, especially, and you know, like I really liked Tangled, and I really liked. Um, what are the other kind of newer ones? 
I can't remember, but like they've they've kind Frozen, of done. There's Bo Peep, the new Bo Peep in Toy Story Four. Yeah, yeah. Well. Even yeah. like the Barbie in Toy Story is mm. gas. Like, and yeah. she's bit of wink, yeah. Much, you know. Like, yeah, but when, when I was a kid, it was just it was Snow White who was boring, Cinderella who was boring, boring. like like Seven Beauty. Boring. All boring. Yeah. All boring. Like and Ariel I, very sad. I didn't watch that mo- I haven't seen very that in a long sad. time. Zero I like the crab. There's a crab. The film's yeah. very bad. It's a lot of leaving your family shit too young. I also yeah. don't like Bambi, don't like Dumbo. I'm actually gonna convince myself that I don't like Disney movies if I keep talking. I loved <laughs> Bambi. See, my yeah, see this this is my thing with Disney films. Had there not been films that were primarily animal based I wouldn't have liked them because no, like I like Bambi because they fucking kill his mom. I know. Yeah. Like, no. no. I haven't I haven't watched Bambi in a really really long time but I do remember there being a sequence where that it's raining yeah. and it's like it's like stunning but not no. It's bad. It's bad. So scared. I wa- I rewatched Dumbo maybe in January. It's wouldn't only an hour long. It's wouldn't very be me. very short. Mm. And like I was nervous going into it. I watched it with my boyfriend because we were talking about it and he said he hadn't seen it since he was a kid and he was like I don't remember if I like it or not um and so I watched it and my heart was pounding and I sobbed from start to finish it's really sad yeah ugly snotty crying disgusting was just and I was broken after it and I was like this was my favorite film yeah like Pinocchio scared me are miserable yeah Like, and I think they, that's what's like nice about Robin Hood, where like there's not many real, the the peril in it is starvation. Peril. Yeah, and it's like we're too young to understand that. Like when they're when they're all in the in the jail, and oh, yeah. there's there's a bit where somebody's eating a, a, the the guy with the broken leg, the yeah, dog with the broken leg, yeah. and he's he's eating a bit and he drops a crumb and the mice get it and one of the mice brings it over to the family of mice and shares out the crumb. And as an adult, I was watching that last night. Like this is bleak. This yeah. is starvation. This when you're is. When a kid, you just don't really. I'm just like, oh, they haven't fed them yet in the jail. Yeah. Because people get fed in jail. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you're a kid, you're absolutely certain you're going to get rescued as well. Yes. Whereas yeah. now you are very well aware of the people who aren't rescued in that situation all the yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, so, the people yeah. who don't know Robin Hood and don't have yeah. the privilege of being friends with this influential character. Yeah. Like the people in the other jails in the kingdom. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, he's the the Prince John is only visiting this area. He's only visiting Nottingham. Temporary, and yeah. his, his kingdom is far reaching and he's taxing everybody. Like everybody in the kingdom's being taxed and they don't have Robin Hood to save them. And I'm like, oh man, what is happening elsewhere? Don't do it to yourself. I know. <laughs> But that, okay. but that's why I think like it, it does run a bit deeper than maybe I give it credit for. Like it is so on the surface a socialist story. Like yeah. it's but it's where I learned what taxes the rich were. Be poor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't know what taxes were before that, and it's it, that is still my understanding of what taxes are. It, it is no more nuanced than that. Like you're taking money from poor people and you're keeping it for yourself, and you can wrap it up in roads or whatever you want to do, but you're still taking too much. And uh, like watching it last night, I was like, oh, this explains so much about my politics. <laughs> but, have, um, we, have we bled this one dry? I think. We might have. That's yeah. That I mean, was good. It was sexy fun. fox. Yeah. Andrea, promote all your things that you do. Oh, um, I might be back on social media by the time uh, this, <laughs> by the time this goes out. So I'm uh, at Andrea Cleary underscore on most things. Um, I have a podcast with Neither Nine. It comes out weekly. We talk about music and music news, and we review an album every week. And you can see me generally sometimes in the journal of music and the sunday business post as well there we go awesome. sarah where can we find you oh on twitter.com at grifsky on instagram <laughs> at sarah grifsky and inside my house because it is still lockdown pandemic season yeah. oh god uh i know no one's getting my tumblr oh no no i'm not even fucking out no we never said no. nothing about nothing about no tumblers no, no. thank you <laughs> uh, alan mcguire uh where you at uh, i am alan underscore mcguire yeah, yeah, on Twitter, um, Juvenalia is Juvenalia underscore pod, uh, on Twitter, Juvenalia pod, on Instagram, uh, we have a website, Juvenalia.net, where you can find our transcriptions, which are done by Andrea, mm-hmm. um, and also the episodes and all that kind of stuff, 
and uh, it's oh, a very Patreon. pretty website too. It Thank looks you. great. Squarespace's best templates. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we have Patreon. There are bonus episodes. There will be a bonus episode with Andrea about movements. Up by the time this so comes out. So excited for. And met lots of other ones as well. Um, and we'll send you a badge and a, a sticker as well. I owe several people badges and stickers because I've been scared to go to a post office, but I will do that this week. <laughs> um, and that's it with this Tall Tales podcast. Go to other Tall Tales podcasts, uh, such as Creep Dive and Private Education. Uh, thank you, Dee, for our artwork. Thanks, Dee. We miss you, Alan. We love you. Alan, love you. Hi, and Alan. That is all of the things, and we'll see you in two weeks. See you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.